When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Baseball Talk Podcast. I'm Joe Noga. Bring in Paul Hoynes, our tribe beat writer. And Paul, a uh, bit of busy week since the last time we talked and a lot going on. But first and foremost, the biggest news of the day, I guess, is Carlos Santana uh, elected to start in his home ballpark for the 90th All-Star Game, uh, chosen in the, the election day voting. The fans get this one right at first base in the American League? Yeah, I don't think there's any doubt, Joe. I mean, even... If you, like you and me, we've seen him play almost every day. Uh, he's played, what, 79 of the Indians, 80 games. And even if we didn't see that and we were just looking straight at the, at the, at the cold stats, I think he would be, you know, you would vote for him. You would vote for him over uh, Voight and you would vote for him over C.J. Cron. I just, this guy's durable. He's He's got power. He, you know, he's, t- he's I think he's tied for the the league lead among uh, first basemen, AL first basemen in runs scored, OPS, um, and he's turned himself into, you know, a gold glove quality defender. I think uh, this is well-deserved, and I'm really happy for Carlos because just in talking to him, you know, in, in uh, the last week or so, it just really meant a lot to him. He's never been to an all-star game, and uh, he gets to go where he's uh, at his home ballpark, like you were saying. And how perfect of a situation has this been for, for Santana coming back to the Indians this year? That was a big theme, you know, just from the off season. I remember when he came to tribe fest and he said, you know, this is home, Cleveland is home. And he's just been so happy and so, you know, positive all season long. And that really just sort of carried over. This is a Carlos Santana that we haven't seen in years past. Uh, a guy who would, would start off so slow. He hit right out of the gate, and, and he hasn't let up one bit. And, and really, he, he flat-out earned an all-star starting position uh, just by, uh, you know, wh- what's, the, what's the difference here? I mean, this is a Carlos Santana that we haven't seen. Yeah, I think you're talking about a veteran hitter who changed, and that's probably the hardest thing for a veteran guy to do because he, obviously he's had success, you know, doing what he's done, being a dead pull hitter, uh, to the left or right field. Um, and, uh, you know, that's why he's played in the big leagues for 10 years. He stayed here. He's made a lot of money here doing that. But this is a guy that consciously changed his, his, uh, his approach to hitting up the middle. You know, he's no longer a dead pull guy. You can't beat him with the shift. You know, you can't frustrate him with the shift anymore. And, uh, you know, I think that's a credit to him because a lot of guys don't change. They just keep trying to hit the ball through the shift or over it. And, uh, you know, it, it, it becomes predictable. But what he's done has, uh, has, has really changed his season, maybe changed his career. And, you know, in talking to his teammates, in talking to Jason Kipnis, and, you know, he said this is a guy who, who really, like you, he's echoed what, what you said there, he, he really sort of made changes and, 
and and did stuff to the the projection of his career just uh, coming into this year. And it, it's been a really great story to follow. Uh, the Indians themselves uh, made this all-out push in just in the last couple of days uh, to sort of get Santana elected. Uh, I think a lot of people expected Lindor to be a, a guy who who would be worthy of consideration for that. He doesn't wind up making the cut after the first round of voting, uh, and so they they threw their full effort behind Santana, and 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 it paid off. They they got everybody to vote for Carlos. Yeah, and I I think they did, Joe, and. Uh... You know, obviously, maybe playing in the National League last year helped him, too. He got some votes for some National League voters. But I think, you know, obviously, I would, I would, I would dare say that the majority of the votes came from Cleveland fans or Indians fans or Northeast Ohio. Uh, and I think it's just a great setting. He's, you know, when Carlos came back, I remember talking to him in spring training. He said, I'm happy, happy, happy to be home, you know. <laughs> and, uh, so I think that resonates with people. I think that resonates with voters you know like the people you know Indians fans they want their players to be happy here they want they want them to enjoy the city enjoy the ballpark they don't want them to be grumbling you know and and on and and I think he he's gone out of his way to uh really enjoy the you know the city and I think a lot of it Joe you know I've I've covered him since he came since he came up and since he made his big league debut and I think he was always kind of a a, um, a quiet guy, um, maybe a little bit misunderstood. And I think Tito really brought him out of his shell mm-hmm. when he came when he got here in 2013. And uh, he just, you know, Tito played him in the outfield in in the World Series. He batted him lead off. He, uh, you know, he, he experimented with him. He always was, you know, he even got on him a little bit when when Carlos wasn't, you know wasn't really playing hard at first base or he didn't take playing first base seriously. And, uh, you know, I, I remember Frank Cohn said, the guy's not going to play regular if he doesn't, we've, we, he has to take it serious. And now two years ago, he was a gold glove finalist. I think, uh, you know, it, it's been a really, really good uh, arrangement for, for the Indians and Santana. Right. Well, you, you talk about Santana getting better. The, uh, the entire offense has finally caught up to Santana and what he's been doing all season. And, and that's why the Indians, uh, you know, come into this off day uh, with the, the best record in the American League for the month of June, I believe. Uh, what is it? Seven, or 16 yeah, and 7? 16 and 7, yeah. Best winning percentage in the American League for the month. Uh, third best in the majors overall. Uh, you know, the, the pitching staff has been good all season. Ranked second in the majors uh, in, in ERA for the month. Uh, but the Indians went into yesterday's game with the best slugging percentage and the best OPS in, in the American League in the month of June, uh, tied for the most home runs with Minnesota at 43, and uh, sixth in batting average for the month. It's, it's uh, you know, a remarkable sort of turnaround, uh, really sparked by the arrival of Oscar Mercado earlier in the month. Yeah, I think, I think a couple things are at work, at work here. Like Mercado is really kind of, you know, taken to that number two spot right behind Lindor. He, you know he's got a little a little better uh, you know skills with the bat than I thought. You know he'll hit behind uh, Lindor. Uh, we saw that uh, I think we've seen it the last two games against Kansas City where Lindor gets on, he'll move. You know he'll advance him with a with a ground ball to right field. Uh, he's got some pop. He's got speed. Uh, you know so I think that's a big thing. And I think Joe, I think they they you know in releasing Leonis Martin, um, you know that was kind of the last. Uh, 
the last uh, a guy that was kind of, you know, the, the, that veteran guy that I think they wanted to keep around just to make the transition from all the moves they made in the winter. He was the last guy they let go. And now it's kind of, uh, you know, it's, it's a younger team, obviously. Uh, uh, I think a more athletic team. But it's, you know, the team that, you know, I think fans – are going to see going forward and uh, we'll have to see how it works, but you know, it's, it's, it's interesting. And I think the fact that, you know, you've got young guys in that lineup and you've got some interesting guys coming off the bench like Luplo and uh, you know, so it's, it, I think it's going to be fun to watch and uh, you know, give the Indians credit because when they, when they were putting this lineup together, I, I thought they were, I thought they were crazy, man. I, I, I did not see, I did not, I did not think this was, I, did, I was, I was, you know, when they, the way they played in April and May, I thought that was, that was the way they were going to play all year with this lineup. But, you know, they've gotten some production and, uh, it, and, it, and you have to bring up also the veteran guys that, that have also sort of started returning to form in, in Jason Kipnis and Jose Ramirez. Uh, they've really started to heat it heat up, uh, you know, slowly for, for Ramirez. Kipnis has really sort of taken off. Uh, just since June 4th, Kipnis hitting 303, four home runs, an OPS of 886. Uh, you know, Ramirez, he, he's hit safely in, in 12 of his last 13 games. Uh, he's, he's starting to look a little bit more like the Jose Ramirez of the last couple of years. So, I, I mean, there's hope there that these guys can – can get back to carrying this lineup again, can't they? Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, with Kipnis, it's it's funny, you know. I, I forget what it was, maybe three years ago, where he had that great one month, May or June. He had like over 50 hits in one month. And I think, you know, we've seen, you know, he's he's always been capable of that. That's the kind of hitter he's always been, where he just – it just is unbelievable for a month or, you know, a two- or three-week span. But we haven't seen that you know, in the last couple of years. And I don't know if it was injuries or whatever, but we're, I think he's in one of those streaks right now. And uh, it's great to see because, you know, he, uh, you know, Francona, the organization was being criticized for hitting him cleanup. And uh, now he looks like a cleanup hitter. I mean, physically he might not look like a cleanup hitter, but he, he's producing like one. And, uh, you know, in this lineup, that that's, that's essential. And I think – it spreads up and down the lineup. You got Roberto Perez at the bottom of the lineup, kind of like an ambush hitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's hit seven home runs this month. And you got Naquin right behind him uh, that's hit a couple home runs the last three games. The last, I think, the last three games, maybe? Yeah, and the, and the key for Naquin is that he's finally healthy and he's, he's showing you what he can do when he's healthy. And he's playing great defense in right yeah. field. We saw that play over the weekend. And uh, – just, uh, you know, so everything is clicking right now. And, and the key is how long they can keep it going, how long they can ride the wave. You know, they've cut the Twins' lead for, what, from 11 and a half to about, I think it's eight, eight and a half right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they've moved into a tie for the second wild card spot. But I hate talking about the wild card spot in, in June, but it's something, you know, it, it shows progress. Right. Uh, and, you know, we, we've talked about, just hanging around and hanging around and, and being able to, to maybe wait out the twins. We've seen some of their guys, uh, Martin Gonzalez is on the DL uh, or I'm sorry, the injured list uh, just sort of waiting it out because no team can play at a 650 clip the entire season, I guess is, is sort of the philosophy there, but maybe waiting until uh, they see what happens with these guys and, and what they want to decide to do. If they want to try and go for a division or, 
and let the wild card fall where it may. Yeah, and you know they're in a favorable part of the schedule. You know they what they they uh, on this uh, little stretch here they played Detroit, Texas, Detroit again. They just got done with Kansas City. Now they go on the road before the All Star break. Baltimore, Kansas City, and Cincinnati. Then coming out of the break, it's the Twins, which will be an interesting series, and Detroit and uh, KC again. So, you know, if if they're going to make a push, you know, this is the time to do it. And doing it against the division, too. All right. We've also uh, talked we, – we, let's talk a little bit about the youngsters who have come in and, and made a quick impression. Uh, Aaron Savali makes his Major League debut in a spot start after uh, Mike Clevenger, uh, you know, had to miss a start. We'll get to Clevenger in a minute here. but. Savali comes up, you know, his nails. He, he throws six shutout innings, and the Indians win his major league debut. Uh, again, just another – and then Zach Plesak continuing to, uh, you know, even if he stumbles once, he comes back and he, he bounces back real well, looks really good. Uh, he's performed really well. It, Tito mentions the player development staff for the Indians and having these kids ready to come up and step right in and perform. And, and you know, you see – Tito beam with pride about the the player development staff when when he talks about them. Yeah, they've 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 done a great job. Uh, you know, not only drafting pitchers. You know what Bieber, Savali, and and Plesac out of the 2016 draft, all of them. Uh, but in like you said, Joe, developing them and uh, getting them ready to uh, you know come up here and not you know and, and pitch well in the big leagues. It's not an easy thing to do. And then I mean, you can do it once. You know, and because uh, probably the pitcher always has the advantage, a new pitcher always has an advantage over you know a, a lineup or certain hitters. But to to do it back to go back out there and do it again and again like Plesac has done is really impressive. You know, Jeffrey uh, uh, Jeffrey Rodriguez did it until he got hurt. Uh, we haven't seen Savali the second time around, but I, I imagine we'll see him in the second half sometime. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know that that is. That is critical, especially for, you know, an organization like the Indians. I mean, you know, that, that is not going to spend a lot of money on starting pitching. That has to develop their own. And, and when you look at even the current rotation, even the guys on the DL, all of, they developed all those guys, Kluber and, and Clevenger and Bauer and, uh, um, and Bieber, you know. So, it, you know, it's, it's somebody's doing something right down there. Ruben Niebla. And uh, the, the pitching coaches down there, Steve Carse left, of course, for uh, to, to join the Brewers uh, big league staff. But those guys down there, they know what they're doing, you know, and uh, it pays off. And th- that's the key to this organization, I think, the depth that, they, that, that they've established. Right. And, and to see the young guys come up and actually do it, not just show the potential, but to, to sustain it and do it, that's what's really important because you – you're going to get to a point where these young guys time out and the Indians won't be around or won't be paying them. Like, you know, Trevor Bauer is in a position where at, at the end of this year, he's going to be up for $20 million on a contract and the Indians aren't going to pay that. So they're going to have to move on. And so it's good to see they're getting the, you know, these, these guys to perform early on in their, in the, the controllability phase of their careers. Yeah, you're getting, you're, yeah, you're getting, you know, you're just, you're getting them in the pipeline, you know, because the game turns over, you know, the players turn over. We saw that 
this winter with, with a big turnover in the roster. Not so much the pitching, but position players. Right. And uh, this year it could be, you know, you, like you said, this winter it could be Bauer, you know, or, or somebody else in, in, in that rotation. Or we don't know about Kluber or Carrasco, what, what their future holds for them. So it's good to see that there's people pushing from behind. They're pushing, you know, the fire down below is hot right now. Uh, let's just touch on uh, Trevor Bauer's physical condition, uh, as we as we mentioned it. Uh, yesterday's win uh, against the Royals, Bauer came out and said that it's the best he's felt in a, in a while. Uh, he hadn't been himself, and he's making all these re- mystery references to physical restraints that he has. Uh, obviously, it's it's something like uh, you know probably muscular or, or whatnot that that had been nagging him for a while, and he finally felt good yesterday. And you saw he came out, pitched six and two-thirds, got a win, and uh, struck out 12. Yeah, and he th- throws 127 pitches. Last pitch, the 127th pitch of the day is 97 miles an hour. Uh, you know, whatever it was, like I think you said, like maybe it's a groin, maybe it's a back, maybe something that affected his delivery. You know, Tito would only say that he, he didn't like the way he, he couldn't stay over the rubber as long as he wanted to. Mm-hmm. I don't know whatever that means. I, I, that's a, if that's yeah. code or not. I, I mean, I mean, it's probably a back or, or something like that. But Bauer hasn't wanted to say, and we can't make him say it. So I, he, I think he loves playing that little game with us. Whatever. So whatever. He, we talk about his physical restraints, but he's yep. he's fine. But he wasn't pitching well, obviously. Right. What he went zero and four in May. Uh, I think he's one. He's one and five in his last maybe ten starts, and until yesterday. So, you know that was that was a good performance, and it's something uh, you know I think he was happy with. And if if the Indians you know are going to trade him, he's going to have to pitch like that yeah. to interest teams. I think that's that's how you get the most out of a deal. I, I still don't know if they will, but uh, you know that's it's incumbent on him to uh, to pitch well one way or the other for for a variety of reasons. Okay, and so uh, Friday we've got Mike Clevenger coming back off the injured list after twisting an ankle in his, his first return since April uh, earlier last week in, in Texas. He, you know, he missed a start in the, in the rotation, but everything seems to be checking out fine with his, his ankle sprain. And news on Corey Kluber, he was set to see uh, doctors today uh, and, and get an update on when he can return to picking up a ball and start throwing with his broken right arm. Yeah, so, uh, you know, things are looking, looking up. You know, with Clevenger, you know, I, I, still, you know, I still don't know if that was a great idea to leave him in that game against Texas <laughs> after he fell he face-planted off the mound. But I, he must have, you know, convinced him. Obviously, he made a strong argument to convince him. I don't know if that made it worse, but it doesn't seem like it because if it had, he would have been on the you know the injured list a lot longer than he has been. So adrenaline, be an, adrenaline is pretty powerful. Start. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting start in Baltimore. You know, about two or three years ago, he he pitched against Baltimore when it was like ninety degrees, ninety degree humidity. He he like somehow got through five innings. I think he sweated through six six jerseys and and beat them. So if it's hot like that again in Baltimore, it's going to be. It's going to be interesting to see how he pitches. He, he returns to the site of his only complete uh, career complete game shutout. So we'll, uh, we'll see if he can uh, copy that. And obviously, you know, whatever news they get on Kluber is at this point is just gravy if it's, if it's positive news. Yeah, and I think, you know, he, 
he says he's been doing everything except throwing the baseball. I mean, obviously, that's that's an important piece of the puzzle. But it's good, you know, it's good to know I, you know, that his delivery, you know, his, he can go through his delivery without pain. That you know he can, uh, you know, make dry throws in the bullpen. His arm's not hurting. And uh, you know, now now the, the next step is how do you build it up? You know, how do you does he? He starts with catch, then you play long toss. I guess it's all that whole spring training progression again, and we'll just see how much, you know, the base he formed in spring training and what the first. 10 or 12 starts of the season. How if, if there's anything there, still there, or he's got to start all over. All right. Uh, Brad Hand, uh, you know, a shoe-in for the All-Star game uh, at any point so far this season, but in the last couple of outings, uh, maybe a little bit of a struggle. I, he did pitch five out of six days, I think, uh, in the last week, and I, I think Tito said he earned, earned a couple of days off. I, I think Tito's comment after the game uh, the other day was that all the all of the relief pitchers, uh, have sort of earned a, a day or two off, and that if they uh, if they showed up on their day off to throw, they should all be released. Yeah, but uh, he, he did say that. But uh, uh, hand, uh, what do you make of the uh, the stumble, giving up uh, five runs in the ninth inning and blowing a save the other night? You know, I, I just think you know every closer, no matter how good they are, are going to blow four to six games a year. I think you know if you look back. You know, Mesa was the exception. I think Jose in, in 1995, what, 42 out of 43, some ungodly thing, you know. Mm-hmm. like. But usually, you know, closers are going to, you know, three to four or five games, you know, it doesn't go well. You know, the thing is, is interesting, Joe, is that if you think back the last two or three years, Tito has really had, you know, two or three closers available right. to him. And Allen and, and maybe Shaw even, uh, Andrew Miller. And uh, last year, hand Allen and, and Miller. And I think you could hand it off, you know, when you uh, when maybe you saw your 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 go to closer was fatigued. And uh, he this this time around, he doesn't. You know, the, all all roads lead through to hand in that bullpen. And so uh, I think that's why there's a trend, I believe, you know, throughout the big leagues. Maybe they have maybe not to rely on one closer as much as, you know, in, in the past to have two or three guys available. I think the twins have that, you know, they have Taylor and, and they've got another guy. I can't think of his name uh, that, that, that save, you know, save, have say each saved about nine, 10 games for them. So mm-hmm. it's an interesting concept, but I guess, you know, I'm not taking anything away from Brad and I, I'm, I'm, I'm a believer in one guy. I, I want the one guy, the door slammer back there. But, uh, you know, he's always – but before, the last couple of years, Frank Kona has always had that luxury of, uh, you know, switching guys and, and right. giving a guy a break. But uh, I think with the cutting payroll and stuff, now you're, you're going with one guy. Right. All right. Uh, one guy, let's uh, talk about the last guy we'll, we'll bring up. Uh, Bobby Bradley makes his, uh, his Indians debut this week and uh, comes in on, uh, you know, Sunday makes a, a smash, the uh, RBI double uh, in his first at bat and uh, scores a run and the, the Indians win the game. Uh, sort of a storybook sort of uh, situation for, for Bobby Bradley. This is a guy who hit 24 home runs for the Columbus Clippers and was going to be a, a, an International League All-Star until he got the call to, to come up and sort of solidify that, that lineup. Uh, what have you seen from Bradley in the first couple of uh, games that, that you've watched him play, and what what do you project uh, is going to be the uh, the course for this kid? 
Yeah, I, you know, I've liked the way he's played. I like the, you know, like you were saying, uh, had a big double the first, his first uh, big league debut. We had another double the next night, double home run. Uh, you know, I've heard some, you know, I've talked to some guys that uh, some scouts that have, have said, you know, it's it's going to be tough for him. I think first 100 to 150 at-bats, they, they, they have, he has some holes in the swing. I think that's obvious. You know, he struck out, what, over 80 times at, at Columbus. Uh, I think those holes will probably get exposed, but he has power. I think they're going to give him a legitimate chance. They seem, you know, committed to running him out there every day. Maybe, maybe he gets a break now and then against the lefty, but he hasn't really. What he had, he got two hits against the lefties, right? Right, exactly. So, um, so I, I, you know, I, I think we'll know a lot more when he gets to the two hundred bat, bat mark, one hundred fifty to the two hundred bat mark. But I'm glad they brought him up. I really am. I, I think it was time. I think it was, uh, you know, you know, if they're if they're going to re- try to rebuild and and win at the same time, they've got to do it with this kid. This is this is you know, this is where their power is going to come from, and uh, they got to give him a chance. They got to give him a look. All right. Tito said, you know, guy who, guy who hits for that much power, you're going to expect some swing and miss. He's certainly going to strike out his fair share, but if they make mistakes to this kid, he's going to hit the ball a long way. He's got nothing but, you know, just raw power uh, when, when he connects. So uh, going to be fun to watch. All right, uh, last road trip starts tomorrow before the All-Star break. Uh, what are you looking forward to? Yeah, like we were saying before, Joe, this should be an interesting trip. I mean, this is a good – a good time for the Indians to to go into the All Star game. They've got momentum and to keep it going. You know, Baltimore is struggling. Uh, Kansas City, we saw them for three games. They always play the Indians tough, but uh, you know that's a team. That's a, another last place team. Cincinnati is playing better, but uh, you know that's another team that that the Indians should beat. They they should not. You know, at least split with them. And uh, I think uh, this is if you're going to make a move in the division. If you're going to make a move in the wild card, this is the time to do it. And uh, I think you one you know I think you you have the power. This this team has the power to convince the front office to maybe add you know at, at before the break before the the deadline. I think uh, you know at, at least if if you, if they don't add, then not to uh, you know just you know blow it up. And I don't think they're going to. I I, I think they'll or make a move. You know, maybe maybe they can influence this front office that that they can contend. That would be uh, that would be a pretty impressive Houdini job if they can, uh, you know, convince the the front office. Hey, let's uh, let's go for it here. So yeah, it would be interesting. I you know I was talking to a guy that uh, that said, you know, if they get in a wild card, you know, and he was just running a scenario by me that uh, if they didn't trade Bauer. You know, you start Bauer in in the wild card game. He go, he gives you three or four innings. You bring in Clevenger. He gives you you know four or five innings. Then you know you got you got hand at the back end. And uh, then if you win that wild card game and you go into the ALDS, you could you could bring Bauer back on you know game maybe game two. You mm-hmm. know, so it you know there. It, that's at least one way. That's one school of thought that's that's I think the Indians are thinking about. Uh, starts to get interesting. All right, Hoinsey, have a good trip out to uh, Baltimore, and we will see you in Cleveland for the 90th Major League All Star Game in uh, a little more than a week. It's going to be great, Joe. It's going to be a lot of fun, man. <laughs>